Podcast Answer Man, episode number 32. This show is sponsored by AG Design. Need a new website, logo, or artwork for your podcast? Visit AGEEDesign.com today. Hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here with your new episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Today is a very special show where I've interviewed Callie Lewis from geekbrief.tv, one of my favorite video podcasts out there. I just wanted to uh, preface this interview with just a note that after the end of this episode, there was some post-show discussion that unfortunately I did not hit uh, continue to record the post-show. I should have, I apologize, but I was able to download the audio, the very reduced quality audio version from TalkShoe, and uh, so just stick around after the post, uh, after the end of the show for the post-show, post-show discussion. Thank you, and without further delay, here is that interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is a podcast devoted to podcasting. And uh, I am very excited to have uh, with me today a very special guest in the studio, via Skype, actually, anyway. Uh, We have Callie Lewis from geekbrief.tv. Callie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Cliff. I am very excited to talk with you because you are among some of a few of the first shows that I really got interested into uh, when it came to podcasting. Um, of mm. course, there was Leo Laporte and Adam Corey, <laughs> and and of course, then there's Father Roderick. And right. and when it came to video podcasting, there were a couple shows out there, but um, um, the one that stood out the most to me was GeekBrief.tv. And the well, reason why is I am a total gadget head and early <laughs> adopter of everything technical. And so it was definitely a treasure when I found your podcast. So for me, it's a very, real, real honor to have you here today. Thank you. Now, for those who are listening to this, first of all, Callie, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the podcast Answer Man, but the audience that you and I are going to be speaking to today are people who are relatively new to podcasting. They're they're, okay. they're starting to understand the ins and outs. However, there are some seasoned podcasters who are always on uh, the edge of their seats looking for the next big thing, the next new technology. And so we have a wide range of listeners to this show, but every one of them are very, uh, I guess, tech savvy in a way, and they understand a little bit of the jargon when we talk about RSS feeds and syndication right. and, and podcasting. So just so you know who we have. Uh, But for those who might possibly not understand what geekbrief.tv is, what would you say in your own words is geekbrief? Shiny, happy tech news. (laughs) (laughs) That's simple, right? It's that simple. It's three to five minutes, video podcast, of course. And we cover technology news, gadgets, uh, anything that we find interesting and exciting because that's really the most important part of what we do when we're formulating the show each day is what do we want to talk about that we find exciting so that excitement comes through. Absolutely. You got you got a podcast about something that you're passionate about. And if you're not passionate Absolutely. about it, people realize that. And and, and sometimes it's really weird. It, it, it depends on how passionate you are. Uh, people who are not particularly passionate about that subject will follow passionate people who are. So uh, sure. Yeah. And and I don't think you can keep something going if you're not passionate about it or if you don't find it interesting. You know, <laughs> I could never have done this for two years if I didn't love what I do and what I talk about. 
Well, let me ask you, how did Geek Brief come about? I mean, how did this whole thing start? Uh, well, we found out about podcasting uh, on NPR. Adam Curry was being interviewed on NPR, and we just sort of were really interested in what he was talking about. And he mentioned uh, the Don and Drew show and, and his show, The Daily Source Code. And so we just started listening to those shows and got really interested in the fact that this is a whole new medium. This is an amazing thing. Anybody in their house can do this, you know? And it was the first thing in five years in technology that really captured our interest and we were really excited about. And so uh, over the next couple months, we followed Don and Drew as they quit their day job and we followed Adam Curry as, as he was working with uh, uh, to grow and to create Podshow. And we were really interested in what they were doing. And as Don and Drew quit their day job for the, you know, that day, I, I remember the whole episode. <laughs> Uh, we we said we have to do this. We're going to do this. We are going to quit our day job and podcast full time. And so, uh, so, when when was that? When did you say that approximately? Um, I I believe that was in October of two thousand five. Okay, and when did uh, it become a reality? Uh, it became a reality in May of two thousand six. Was well, when not we too announced long. it. No, if it, it was five months to the date that we started Geek Brief, and so from the concept of you know, this is what we want to do. It was about seven months. Now, when you made that declaration, this is what we want to do, and I want to do this for a living. Now, first of all, let, let's, let's. I'm sorry, back up just a moment, because you've, you've said the term we a couple times. Explain yes. to us who the we is. <laughs> and we is Neil, my husband, and I. All right. And your first name <laughs> is not really Callie. Right. <laughs> this is all confusing now. Yeah. <laughs> we, the three of us. All right. So Callie you're... and Luria and Neil. No, so my name is Luria Petrucci, and uh, that is a great name. I love my name. I think it's a beautiful name. Uh, but, you know, there are a couple of things about it. It's very hard to Google, very hard to pronounce, very hard to spell. <laughs> so that, together with the fact that the idea behind Geek Brief initially was that I would be the international director of the Geek Intelligence Agency and I would come to people's spy, you know, the spy watches, spies all around the world, and I would give them this information. And so there's this whole alias feel behind it. And so it just made sense for me to have an alias, Callie Lewis. So that's what, those are the two reasons why we chose Callie Lewis to go with that. So, and, and I don't care. Like, people ask me, what do you want me to call you then? <laughs> and I respond the same to both. So it, it's not totally weird for you to for for no, real people just just as naturally as, as as day as night call you Callie on a consistent regular basis. Yeah, just like um, people have called me because of Gloria. People have called me all sorts of things my whole life, Gloria. Uh, who knows what? And so now with Callie, if anybody calls out Kelly in a public situation or anything, I still respond to that because. I'm used to people calling me a different form of my name. <laughs> right. And so I respond to it. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So now you and you and Neil are in this together. Uh, how long have you guys been married? Uh, eight years. Are Coming you... up on nine. Wow. Now, you guys were both tech heads. Is that correct? Yeah, we've both always been into technology. And we had an internet company before the bubble burst. And... Uh, after that, we kept our company going for a little while and then just kind of got burnt out and said, okay, we need to take a break, uh, pay off some of our debt <laughs> that we've been racking up trying to keep this company going. And so we uh, stayed out of technology. Even though we kept up on it, we didn't do anything 
in the world of technology for five years. And that's when podcasting came along and that's what brought us back. Now, has it ever scared you the the whole being a part of the bubble and bust and all that stuff before going into <laughs> this realm of technology for a living once again? No, not at all. I think it's different. Um, yes, tons of people are, you know, getting tons of money and stuff right now, but it's different. It's not the same. Uh, I, they're, it's just not the same. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I understand. So, so, no, it doesn't scare me, even <laughs> though I do, my ears do perk up when people, you know, I see a post that says, oh, we're in another bubble, but I, I just don't believe it. Right. Now, what's a typical day in, in the life of uh, Neil and, and Callie as you're working on production for GBTV? What, what all's involved in that? Yeah, it's a lengthy process. Uh, it used to take us a, a, like at least 12 hours. We've gotten that down to 10, 8 to 10 hours uh, by just streamlining some processes. So what the process is, is we do research spend a lot of time on that. That is one of the biggest parts because there's a lot of information out there. There are a lot of gadgets being released most of the time. Sometimes we have days where there's nothing. (laughs) Um, But we, you know, just again, finding the stuff that we're interested in and excited about. And so we go through that process, uh, write it and then edit it and then we shoot it. And that's probably where we've taken out the most time of our production is it used to take us a couple of hours to shoot. Now it takes us about 30 minutes to shoot. And after that, we get it into the computer. Uh, we edit it, compress it and upload it. And then we tweet and pounce for the world to know. (laughs) Wonderful. Now, um, one of the things that I've noticed is that, um, there's been all obviously this gradual, uh, improvement in quality. The, I noticed that the sets change. Of course, sometimes so does the uh, living arrangements uh, of where you guys are living. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you got out of the apartment that was making everybody sick. Uh, <laughs> I followed this. You know, it, it, it's amazing how many people get to know us as podcasters yes. through just following just even short little clips of our lives that are brought into to, to video or audio form and people really get a sense that they know you. Um, I love that, though. That's what podcasting is all about, because it's not, you know, me just saying or you just saying, here's the information you need to know. Bye. You know, it, it is a it is a conversation and it's a it's a relationship. Yes. That, and I hope I hope I get to know some of my viewers as well as they get to know us through email and stuff like that. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I like to focus on here on the podcast Answer Man. And, and I believe that's what really brings true success to any podcaster. Uh, it's it's not all about numbers. It's about relationships and community. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I've heard you mention on several occasions. And I know this to be true from my own experience with you. And that is that you answer all emails. Is that correct? Yes. I, I It may take me a while sometimes, <laughs> but I do do my best to get to every single email. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, now some people think that that's just crazy. It's impossible. <laughs> and uh, there are days when it, it, it seems impossible and you just yes. want to hit the purge button and, and start right. fresh and new. But, uh, a- absolutely. It's, it can be overwhelming. But when, you know, at the end of the day, it's, oh, I hate using cliches like that. Never mind. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it is the viewers and it is that relationship that keeps us going. If we didn't have that, yes, we could be making the money that we're making at podcasting. But it wouldn't be worth it. You know, it's it's not that 
that driving force that the viewers provide. Right. Now, um, when it comes to establishing community, obviously, um, people get to know you from watching your videos. And they also get to know you uh, possibly through um, sending an email and uh, getting a response back. What other tools are you finding effective in in helping to establish a community with your viewers and listeners? Uh, Ustream.tv has proved to be a huge plus in that area. It's been great. You know, we just get on Ustream and have a chat. And, and it's replaced Second Life because I don't have to ch- type. I can just talk. So that's that's great. <laughs> and I can do other stuff, you know, at the same time. And um, Twitter and Pounce are turning out to be great forms of entertainment and uh, conversation. Twitter is an amazing tool. Now, obviously, I have uh, this affinity towards uh, Twitter. It's the first one I really signed up for. And it's the one that I could actually tell my mom, go to twitter.com slash GSPN, and she'll just understand how it works. It, it's that nice yeah. and that easy. But uh, it is, it's a phenomenon, isn't it? it, in such that, you know, you really can build relationships through 120 characters. Right. Isn't that, isn't that weird? interesting? It's so, yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, and I, I, for months, well, let's see, maybe about a month, I said to anybody who asked me to sign up on Twitter, no, I'm not going to, because you know it'll happen. I'll post once or twice, and I won't do it anymore, and I just didn't want to do that. Um, but once... One time somebody said, well, why don't you um, let us know when a show has been released or something? And that's the way you can use it as opposed to chatting. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, you know, that's that's a good thought. And so I went ahead and signed up and started posting about show stuff. And then I got hooked and I started posting about anything else. <laughs> I try not to Twitter spam, but <laughs> sometimes there's there's stuff happening. So Now, so Geek Brief... TV. Was it that was your first podcast then? Um, geek, well, we had another one, um, and that was audio. We were t- trying to be Don and Drew. They were talked about their lives and themselves and stuff, and we're not Don and Drew. So we quickly moved on to Geek Brief because we knew that it was what would be, enable us to quit our day jobs and podcast full time. Now, had you guys had any experience using uh, video equipment and uh, uh, video editing and all that technology? Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that's that's one of the great things about our story, I think, is that we just jumped right in and we didn't have a clue what we were doing. And so we just figured it out. And as our audience was growing so quickly at the beginning, we spent so much time just reading and learning and asking questions and finding out the answers and growing um, and trying to, you know, make our production better and better and just trying to figure out what it was that we were supposed to be doing because what we were doing at the beginning, you know, had technical issues, of course, because we didn't know. (laughs) Right. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who was going out and either starting their very first audio podcast, uh, or very first video podcast? What, what are some of the top tips that you would give them knowing, learning from all the mistakes that you've made? Well, there are two things that I suggest to anybody who is doing either an audio or a video podcast. The first is do your research. Understand what it is that you want out of your show and find out how other people have accomplished that same thing. So there are thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts out there. And 
the behind that is the podcaster who has figured out what they're doing. So what it is that you want to do, go find that other person that has figured it out already. Ask them questions. Find out. Um, the other thing is pay attention to audio. And this goes for both audio and video because most people still pay uh, listen in their earbuds. And so if you have bad audio, it is it can be annoying to people. So, you know, it's just make sure you're, you're getting the best audio quality that you can. And, uh, for video, I, I'd say again, and this goes for audio as well, but video, it's really, really important. Let your passion shine through. Don't be afraid to, don't hold that back. Don't be afraid to let it go because we as viewers need to see that. We need to see that passion and, uh, it keeps us interested. What have what has changed in your life as a result of Geek Brief and its success? What has changed in our lives? Yes. How how has your life been affected or, or directed in a different path than now that you've had this uh, very successful video? Well, I used to go to bed at eight. Now I stay up <laughs> until one or two. <laughs> um, my whole life has changed. There's nothing I can pinpoint that hasn't changed. You know, it's Neil and I are still who we always have been, but our whole lives have changed just in in day to day life. It's just um, I'm I'm just trying to to pinpoint any anything, but it's everything really. Let me ask you this, because there there was this one point in time when um, I used to get a lot of emails and voicemails from this one individual, and so much that I felt that I know him knew him. Now mm-hmm. I I had responded to his emails in our audio podcast. I had responded to the voicemails immediately after playing them, so I felt like I already had this relationship with this one particular listener. And I'll never forget the first day that I actually took the caller ID off of the the voicemail that was left, and I I picked up my phone and I called him just to say, hey, I'm sorry I missed your call. And there was this one moment, and, and it totally just really rocked my world for just a moment, um, and and kind of like increased my pride and everything else that went, <laughs> went out of control. But he he kind of had this little take back. He's like. Is this really, this is Cliff Ravenscraft? No way. Can you remember the first time you ever had that kind of moment with anybody? Um, the f- I'm not sure if I can remember the first moment. Um, at the PME the first year, uh, 2006, it was, that was the first time I was in a public setting where people really knew who I was. And that was the first moment when, I kind of, I kind of got crowded, you know, like everybody sort of came up to each other, to me and wanted to talk to me. And, um, that was probably the first, whoa moment. Like, (laughs) why do these people want to talk to me? (laughs) Um, because it was like, I always associated that with Leo or Mm -hmm. Leo Laporte or, um, Adam Curry, these people who are big names and that's what I see with them. And so, and it wasn't to that scale, but you know, several people were coming up and I had a crowd around me and people weren't able to finish their question because other people were coming up and saying hi. So it was, it was this really interesting kind of feel like, like what you're talking about. Um, it, it kind of gives you a perspective on some of those people that you've always put up on a pedestal that, that perhaps maybe at the end of the day, they're just normal people too. And and that's really what I think it was it was somewhat of a of a life-changing uh, perspective 
on mm-hmm. a lot of the people that I admire. And and so it, it really opened up my eyes to the fact that, you know, these big people in our eyes, they're very much approachable. Definitely. Yes. And so that that's something I think is healthy to come out of this. Um, now, one of the things that, that I wanted to use that question to lead into this one, there are some people out there that you had as far as, you know, you, you looked up to. And some of them are the same people that I do. And, and, and in fact, there are three people in, uh, individually that I just have this high respect for, high regard for, and I think of them as superstar celebrity status. And that is Leo Laporte, uh, obviously. Uh, of course. Dave Ramsey, for good reason. And yes. then Mark Lowry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are all um, three individuals that I think you had the same kind of status in your own mind about those people. And tell us about your encounter with each of those individuals. Well, let's start with Leo. Leo, um, I watched him, you know, through the tech TV days. And so he, I think he was a, a huge inspiration on me and, and my passion about technology. So I, I co-hosted with him for three months on his call for help TV show in Canada and Australia. And it wasn't until the third month that I actually realized that the thought actually came into my mind that I was working with Leo Laporte. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it all felt natural and so then, and all of a sudden, I just stopped. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working with Leo Laporte. <laughs> so uh, it, it was funny that it took so long to figure that out. But <laughs> um, everything, you know, all, all the people that I've, I've met through podcasting, it's all felt very natural. And, and when we do have the conversations, it's, it, I, I don't think of them as celebrities or anything like that. And so they're just people. Right. Um, and so Mark Lowry, uh, he, that that was a funny moment. Um, Neil was sleeping and I was up late. I couldn't sleep. And so I was checking my email and I got an email from Mark Lowry. And so I clicked on it thinking, huh, that's interesting. And it said, can you please stop talking so fast? I can't keep up. I'm, I'm too old to keep up or something like that. Um, and I, I wanted to write him back, but I had to wait until Neil woke up. <laughs> I was like, is this the Mark Lowry? And and so we we chatted and uh, quickly became friends just because we have a lot of the same passion about technology. It's kind of funny because Mark Lowry is somebody that I knew well before podcasting became popular. And, of course, he, he wrote a, what's now a very popular Christmas song, uh, Mary, Did You Know? Yes. And, you know, I've, I've always known who Mark Lowry was, enjoyed his comedy videos. But really, honestly, I had almost forgotten about Mark. Uh, and, and it was through having him, uh, with you on geekbrief.tv that kind of brought him back to the the forefront. And then of course I started, you know, checking out his little video podcast that he would do either from his living room or the tour bus and stuff like that. So it's amazing how that all kind of revolves and turns around. Yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy. just that, that all these people are kind of involved in and Mark, he's, um, he's just really interested in doing podcasting to do it. He loves editing, and so he he does it to do that, you know, at the same time. And uh, he just has fun with it. Now, tell me about Dave Ramsey. Now, that that guy is, is simply amazing, has changed really literally hundreds of thousands of people's lives, including my wife and I, who are, praise God, now debt-free except for our mortgage and 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 except for a car that we we very fortunately have lots of equity in. 
But uh, he, he, don't tell Dave, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, I'll keep it quiet. <laughs> but anyway, obviously he's changed our lives. I, I hear he's changed your life too. Is that correct? Well, it, it was interesting. We actually uh, started the process of getting out of debt before we knew about him. And I think it was either either the day after or the month or the month after, I can't remember which, but it was really soon after we got out of debt that we found Dave Ramsey. And because he teach, he taught a lot of the same principles that we were going on to get out of debt, we latched onto it. And he's really inspirational. He's, mm. um, he's incredible because he doesn't talk down to people. He'll get on to people, but it's in a very loving manner. And uh, I just really enjoy his his show, and and it's an inspiration to keep going and not to fall into debt. Absolutely. And so, how did it come about that that you got to meet with him and go into his studio, and and uh, how how did that all happen? Uh, we've mentioned Dave Ramsey on the show a couple of times, just in passing. I think the first time was when we the, when the iPhone was launched, and we uh, said something like. Dave Ramsey wouldn't like this or something. I can't remember exactly what we said, but something about paying $600 for a phone, although we paid cash. And uh, when we said that on the show, it was just a quick little mention. And several people from his office emailed me saying, you listen to Dave Ramsey? We work for Dave Ramsey. And so uh, it just kind of progressed. They offered for us to come out and and interview Dave. Uh, so we just we got there as soon as we could <laughs> and took that opportunity. I wasn't going to let that go. Very cool. Now, you are obviously doing this for a living and are and you're no longer on your ramen noodle diet. Right. So how how is it working out for you as as far as a full-time career? Been amazing. Pod show has been just such a blessing to us. Uh we, like I said, five months to the day after we started the show, we were able to announce that we were quitting our day job, and that's because of Podshow and because of sponsors. And it's been an incredible ride. I mean, you know, we're, they've enabled us to make more than we've ever made before in our lives. And so that's, we put most of that into equipment and making the production better <laughs> uh, just to, to, to increase our production value. But um, I, I can't say enough good things about Pacho just because they've they've enabled us to do this for a living. And I wake up every morning thankful and um, just kind of like, whoa, this is my job. <laughs> so it, it's still kind of unreal sometimes. Yeah, it is sometimes. It, you know, it's a it's a day to day job and not not job because I don't want to use that word because I love what I do. But um I do it on a day-to-day basis, but then every once in a while I'll just realize, wow, this really is what I do. And, and there aren't, you know, a whole lot of people that are, are being able to say that at this point. And I can't wait until the day that I see more and more people quitting their day jobs to podcast full time, if that's what they want. So for somebody out there that, that may be considering that somebody that, that is just truly passionate about podcasting. So in your opinion, do you think that it's too late to get on the bandwagon to make it full time or do you think do you think you see a trend where more and more people will be able to do that? Absolutely, more and more people will be able to do that. Podcasting needs to grow, and podcasting needs to become um, the business that it can be, uh, and that is going to require more of an audience than we have currently. Um, but definitely, you know, if if that is what your goal is, 
pay attention to what the people did that have been able to do it and keep keep the thought in your mind that you do need to set yourself apart in some format. Um, you know, there are a ton of tech shows out there. So if tech is what you're interested in, go with tech, but make it different. You know, do something that's going to really stand out. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And so um, let's see here. We, I'm going to go ahead and open up. If anybody is in the chat room, we're recording this uh, interview live on TalkShoe.com, a wonderful service that uh, Stephanie and I use for many of our TV show fan podcasts. Uh, there are many of you who are in the chat room but not dialed in. You can dial in at any moment now. Uh, there are instructions up on the right-hand corner of the screen at the top. And uh, I invite you, if you'd like to ask Callie any questions, uh, we'll open up the floor for you. Just hit the request to talk button once dialed in. But uh, Callie, I want to ask you now if you wouldn't mind telling us what are some of the things that you see coming up in the future for geekbrief.tv or I, I realize you launched uh, iCali, which is kind of like the Apple, uh, you know, galore kind of uh, uh, news coverage. But but I, I've kind of seen a little hint of something more to come uh, from you. And, and can you give us some insight into some of those things? Sure. Um Right now, we are um, working on a, a few different projects, uh, some of which I, I don't really want to go into detail at the moment, but uh, DearCallie.com is is one project that I started, and I got so overloaded with questions. It's basically a blog where I publicly answer tech questions, and I, I did that because I always get tech questions in email, and I respond to them, and then I realized I'm answering the same questions over and over. <laughs> so why don't I make that a public thing, and that'll give people a resource to go to if they need help, and it'll also save me a little bit of work, you know, just to be able to say, hey, here's the answer, and I don't have to redo it, um, just for my sanity, you know? Right. <laughs> and uh, so that's something I have been struggling to keep up with, um, but I, I've, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm able to answer more and more because we were able to hire an assistant to help us with some of the um, tasks that take up so much of our time. So I'm getting to answer more DearCallie.com questions now, so I'm happy about that. And with Geek Brief, we're experimenting a lot, uh, and, and this isn't necessarily for Geek Brief. Uh, some of it is, some of it isn't. Uh, Skype interviews with video have been an interest in, of ours ever since we interviewed Leo Laporte on Skype uh, in 2006. And, you know, the audio interview on, on a Skype connection is really, really complicated. And so we figured video would be near to impossible. But it's actually really simple if you have the, the right setup. And so we've been really experimenting with that and trying to get a you know, better and better quality from Skype video. And we're having a blast with that. I learn something new each time we do it. And I, I think I'm going to put up a, a page when we launch a site that we're going to release all of these shows on these interviews that I've done. Uh, I think I'm going to put up a page like this interview. I learned this, <laughs> this interview, I learned this, you know, and it's little things like make sure the, the, the person isn't positioned right in the middle of the screen. Cause there's a, if you have it upscaled, there's a pop-up menu that sometimes comes up if something happens on the computer. Yes, And I you can't get that. it to go away. <laughs> it happened on Paul Colligan's interview. Yes. I ran out of battery or something, and so I had to move the mouse and to say, go away. And then, you know, there's this little pop-up box, and you can't make that go away. It just goes away on its own time, and I think it's five seconds. And in a video, that's a huge long time. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's just 
finding all the, the quirks and the, the things to make it a better experience. Very cool. Um, so anything else that you want to share about new technology, new things that you're trying out, or you're going to wait to unveil some of the other stuff later? <laughs> um, I, I think we'll wait on, on the rest. Um, okay. just still playing with my $2,000 coffee maker. I saw some people in the chat I room talking that. about it. <laughs> that was amazing. That, that's, talk that's about timing, one. huh? <laughs> coffee is essential in the tech world. That that was an amazing story. Um, now, let me ask you, um, obviously, iTunes has really been a great uh, asset to podcasting and, and bringing uh, the podcasting to almost every portable media device out there uh, that's on on the market. Now, there was talk with uh, Paul Colligan. I know that he's got his hands on the Zoom 2 already. Yes. And there's a lot of talk about the new support for uh, podcasting. And you made a comment that perhaps pot, um, uh, Microsoft might be um, embrace podcasting even more than Apple. Is that what I heard you say? That is what you heard. I heard me say yes. I can't really talk about that right now. Okay. I, I'm under embargo until tomorrow. So um, Darn, I, I scheduled this a wait. day too early. <laughs> Man. Uh, you'll have to wait for the Paul Culligan interview. <laughs> All righty. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Just, just, the, just hearing that for me is, is, is good enough because honestly, you know, and of course Leo Laporte has mentioned this, that, you know, for, for podcasting to really take, you know, take, you know, the next step or the next level into being mainstream, you know, it has to be on every desktop. And if mm -hmm. Microsoft does that, that's going to be amazing for us. And so I won't, I won't push you to say anything more, <laughs> but all I can, all I can say is that, <laughs> exactly. So put all of your, out of your head, but we can, we can already assume and imagine beyond uh, what what you could say to us right now, anyway. So, well, where can <laughs> Don't let we... your imagination go too wild there? Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this: When? How can we find out? You said wait till the Paul Colligan interview. When is that, and where can we find it? Um, well, I could release it tomorrow, but I really want. Um... You can find it at www.geekbrief.tv. It'll either be released tomorrow, Monday, or Tuesday. Okay. And so uh, if, if it's not released tomorrow, we're going to be doing a, a project PC, the GBTV PC project that we mm -hmm. have going. We finally got it working, so we've got to release a show about that. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. It's such a relief. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun, and I, I really want to say thank you for uh, joining me here as a special guest on the Podcast Answer Man. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Um, yeah, and anytime uh, that you have any insight or anything that you want to add, you're welcome here at the Podcast Answer Man and gspn.tv. And uh, we just uh, are glad to have you join us today and share some of your insights with us. Thanks. Well, everybody, that is going to wrap it up here for this edition of the Podcast Answer Man. You can find more about Callie at geekbrief.tv. I strongly encourage you to go check out her show uh, if you have not already done so. It is a wonderful uh, short video on almost a daily basis of great new tech gadgetry. Uh, if you're an early adopter of technology and you love gadgets uh, and you have a little bit of a budget to play around with, perhaps you might want to check out geekbrief.tv. Awesome show. And uh, again, we'll thank you for, very much for uh, joining us here for this episode. And uh, that's going to wrap it up. We'll be back again next time uh, with more technology how-to when it comes to podcasting. God bless and goodbye. I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you what. I have one person on here that has been on by phone. 
And it's, sure. uh, let's see, Andrew. Andrew, you're now unmuted. Did you want to say anything? I knew that you couldn't hit request to talk. How long does it take to actually produce one four-minute video? Um, at this point, it takes anywhere from eight to ten hours. When we first started, it took 12 hours and above. Uh, and so the reason I give a range is because sometimes things go wrong with video. Sometimes the, you know, the conversion process doesn't happen the same way that it happened yesterday. And so there are these little technical issues. But, um, yeah, we can at this point get it up in eight hours probably, the whole process. And how many how many reviews of equipment did you go through to get? I mean, the video is unbelievable clear. How many reviews, oh. how many different cameras did you go through to get to, you know, you use an amazing camera now, but, like, the camera, the camera, how many different types of, like, provisions of equipment did you go through to get to where you are now? Yeah, this is mainly, and I think this is our fourth camera. Um, we had three, uh, two SD cameras high end, and then we started out with a Canon ZR200. And don't ever do that if you're going to do video because it doesn't have a line um, in. It doesn't have a line out, so you or line in, sorry. Um, but you don't because you you have to route audio wrong on that camera anyway. <laughs> so um, we've gone through about four setups. Yeah, it was unbelievably clear. I'm so impressed oh, with you. how amazingly clear. It's like clearer than cable. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We still feel like we have like a huge amount of, of production to do to get it even better because we're not, every time we see it, we're not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all my questions. Thank you very much. Thank you oh, very thank much, you. Andrew. So uh, Mark is asking, when is Neil going to put his mug in front of the camera? Is that ever going to happen? He has. Has he? Which episode? Mark, have you not been paying attention? <laughs> um, when I was with Rubella, uh, he was on there for a couple seconds because we were doing like a little spoof where I couldn't... Um, I remember the bedroom scene, but I don't remember seeing yeah. him. Right after that, William got on, and William the intern. Yeah, um, and I then, remember that. Then right after William was Neil. Oh. Um, Neil is always on Ustream, so if you join us on our Ustreams, uh, he off, he'll very willingly get on camera. And uh, he's been on a few times. He was on the Dig the Code. His, the back of his head is pretty famous. Oh, he okay. knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. It says, yes, it seems that podcasting has hit a plateau. Kelly, do you agree? If so, what do you see is the reason? Um, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying about that. I, I don't think it's as much of a plateau as we think it is, but it definitely feels that way. Um, what I see going on behind the scenes is rumblings, you know, rumblings of, of podcasting in the old world or, you know, in the real world or whatever you want to call it. And I think that we're about to, to come through that. Um, but if you, if you ask people who don't have any podcasting experience, if they know what a podcast is, I'm hearing more and more people have heard of the word, but they don't know exactly what it is. And so I, I think we're about to turn around and, and see the majority of people understanding what a podcast is and not think I'm asking what a podcast is. Right. <laughs> that brings out you know a whole different conversation. <laughs> I've never had that one, honestly. You haven't? I, every, I, it must be how I say it then because it every be. time – <laughs> a podcast. I I had never even considered that. That is that is a funny story. Do you get that a lot? Yes, I do. Oh my! Gosh. 
<laughs> and I wasn't, you know, people kind of like, I was, when I had rebelled, I was getting um, seven vials of blood taken out. And the nurse asked me what I do, you know, just trying to keep me from fainting. Right. And and I, I said, and she, she she kind of looked at me, she was poking at me, and she looked at me, stopped what she was doing, and said, um, a podcast? And the look on her face was like, I, you know I'm a nurse, right? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I'm in the medical field. You shouldn't be telling me this. And so, um, yeah, I get that a lot. I, I, it must be how I say it somehow. I, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> My wife always yells at me because I always, whenever I talk about podcasting, it's always, I, I, I speak every word normal, but then I say podcast, podcast. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're going to do a live podcast tonight. And she said, are, what are you from Boston when you say that? So, um I, I agree with you, I, and, and you know, I, I, re, I actually re remember when I started blogging, and, and I remember using the ter term weblog, uh, and I, I was doing static HTML pages uh, mm -hmm. uh, and updating my own archives. I would take the post I just made and add it to the archive.html and create a new index.html, index updating, of course, you know, each month, putting new links to the different archives, it was crazy, and then all of a sudden, movable type came out. But but the fact is, is people ask me all the time, Cliff, what is this? What are you doing? And it's like it's called blogging, and nobody knew what blogging was. Today, yeah. today, everybody knows what blogging is. Right, right. And, and and we just have to hit that point with podcasting. And people are asking in the chat room, um, is the term podcasting holding us back? Um, I thought that for a while. I'm not sure at this point. Uh, I think. I don't know what I think of the word at this at this point because I, I, um, I wish you know they I refer to them as shows. I refer to you know the people doing them, producers. I, I go back and forth, but I like show. You know, it is a show. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and when I explain it, I explain it as a TV show or a radio show that's online. Um, so I I don't know that we can get away from the word at this point. Yeah, I, I think the podcast is is a is a word. Obviously, with it being you know the word of the year in the what was it American Heritage Dictionary or whatever, um, that podcasting the word podcast is here to stay. But mm -hmm. the way people talk about it is is much different. I remember early on trying to explain the word podcasting and and the whole idea of syndication and and subscription and um, delivery via RSS. And today mm -hmm. I don't do that. I I do I still use the word podcast quite often but right. when they say what is a podcast and i'm like it's an internet radio talk show or an internet video show and people totally latch on to that they yeah. understand what it is because it relates to the world that they know exactly. which is a tv show, you know and a radio show but i i love the i i still love to tie that internet video and inter internet radio show to the term podcast because i know they're going to hear it up elsewhere and exactly and it's kind of like you know in church there are a lot of terms that that you know, seeker-sensitive kind of churches out there—they try to stay, steer a word, uh, steer away from words that people won't right. understand. It's like, no, you can't really do that. You have to use the words and then define clearly what they are, and at least help people to understand. And that way, you don't raise this pe these people who are ignorant of this technology that that they love so much. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm coming from. But but yeah, there there is a there seems to be this mood uh, uh, move from people to go from talking about podcasting and instead call it new media. Right, right. And and I, I know of people who don't know of 
our world understand new media either. I, I think it, they understand it a little bit, but wouldn't be quite sure what, what we mean by that. Right. And I think it, each person means something different. Right. Somebody asked, how do, how do we make um, our shows stand out against the thousands of other podcasts? And, and I want to answer that because I don't think I can give you an answer is, is the point. You know, it is your creativity. It's your mindset that can come up with something that says, whoa, to the other, to the other podcasters and, and the other shows. And um, just consider what really grabs your attention, what what would you be passing through? You know, what phrases uh, would you kind of stop at if you saw them browsing through? Um, I, I think that no one can tell you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yep. just it's your creativity and, and, and work with it and play with it and figure that out. And, and I think yeah. it's important to, to be on the forefront of doing something new and different as well. Yeah, I mean, um, you, you, timing does have a lot to do with with things, and and you know the timing that we had was right after the the release of the video iPod, and um, but it doesn't have to be everything. Yeah, very cool. And so, uh, somebody told Merlin to go in and repost his question. Um, let's let's see here. There's an arrow back, arrow back. Are you still involved with uh, the Showgirls podcast? They don't see, seem your style. What is, what's that all about? Oh, Showgirls is a as a show that um, Franklin McMahon from Rumor Girls. Do you know Rumor Girls? I, I know Rumor Girls. Okay, he's um, he's the producer of that. So he uh, had the idea to, or a bunch of people had the idea to get the girls of Pod Show together to do a show, and. Uh. Um, so that's just, it's, um, I don't even think we're on a really a strict timeline. It's every couple of weeks. Uh, it's hard to get everybody together once every week. It's just a chat show. You know, we talk about what's going on and uh, stuff that's going on in the news. So I, I do it when I can. I'm not always able to make their, their appointments, though. Very cool. Well, folks, I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, wrap this up here. Thank you very much for coming and joining uh, this live interview with Callie. Uh, Callie, again, uh, thank you so much. This has been a very awesome uh, evening of conversation and very glad to have this. Thank you so much. This show is brought to you by Talk Show. Create your own internet talk show. Check it out at T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com.